Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, cease and de-thrift. Alex brings the case against his wife, Mandy. Alex prefers to buy clothes secondhand and will buy any item that fits his needs. He recently bought a pair of secondhand sneakers and wears them as his strolling shoes. Mandy thinks they're grandpa shoes and says Alex needs to think more about his personal image when purchasing clothing. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents the obscure cultural reference. Me and my friends getting in the car. Going to drive real fast, but not too far. Over the bridge and through the woods. If you've got the will, then they've got the goods. Bailiff Jesse, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that the only clothes he will deign to wear are made of purest gold, like that one Indian guy from the news last year? (laughs) I do. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Alex and Mandy, you may be seated. For an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, you heard me... Quote a piece of culture as I entered the courtroom. Can you name the piece of culture that I was quoting? Not paraphrasing, but quoting verbatim. Um, Alex, you you seem I, to be it, saying um first. Can you? <laughs> it was a oh god, was it that thrift store song? You know that um, I don't know. No, I don't know actually. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I have no idea Andy, either. You don't have any idea. No. Nope. All right. What did you say, Alex? Is it that thrift store song? I, you know, you know that song where he goes, going, you know, it's going <laughs> to go down the thrift store. I don't know the actual song, but I assume that would you be seem appropriate to be, for you the seem case. You seem to be presuming there is only one thrift store song. That's where, that's where. You know that one, oh, the one where he says, like, I got $20 in my pocket. Right. And the lyrics are so fast, I, I can't tell what he's saying anyway. I'm so going to pop some just, tags. Yeah. yeah we're talking about Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Yes, that's the thrift one. shop. You're yeah, wrong. Shop. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the song I was thinking of was the song Thrift Shoppin' by Pianosaurus. Surely you oh, remember Pianosaurus's one and only long playing record from 1987, Groovy Neighborhood, including the song Thrift Shoppin' on it. <laughs> they all, yeah. Do you, what are your. Wh- nope, don't remember no, that. No, because one. I mean, this is. This is a this is a, a a case not just about shoes and thrift shopping, but also about age. Because what is your age, Alex? I'm I'm 30 years old. You're 30 years old. And what is your age, Mandy? I'm 31. You and you think Alex's uh, thrift shop sneakers are old man sneakers? Is that correct? Yes, <laughs> right. absolutely. In all cases, ageist. And just to point out, not only do you can you not sing one of the biggest songs of the past two years, such that even, or three years, I guess, such that even I know it. But you also don't know about Thrift Shopping by Pianosaurus. Pianosaurus, whose whole thing was they only played toy instruments. And there's a song that oh, they, wow. I used to play this song all the time when I was a radio DJ at WMFO, Tufts University radio station. Nice. Live from the top beautiful Curtis Hall in Medford, Massachusetts. I would play that song over and over again because I only knew about five songs for a long time. That one and a bunch of Billy Bragg songs and a Tom Waits. <laughs> it's a good mix. 
Yeah. And this is one I would say, this is one I would play all the time when I was uh, 17 years old and I weaseled my way into WMFO on the back of their policy that they would uh, reserve, I think, something like 50% of their programming for community members, <laughs> which I think what they meant was instead of just having college students all the time, we'll also get some local peace and justice activists on our air. They did not count on a 17-year-old only child from Brookline to come in and play all of his favorite Tom Waits songs. But I technically was a member of the community, and I would play this song. And there is one, I had forgotten all about it till I was touring with David Reese uh, in New England just this past week. And he was saying, do you remember a band that only played toy instruments? And I said, do you mean Pianosaurus? He said, yes. And I remembered it because this particular line always is in my mind, always. If I close my eyes for five seconds, I guarantee you that this line will come back. Thrift shopping is sweeping the nation. Everybody get into shopping sensation. I got a friend who doesn't wash his clothes. When they get dirty, he goes to the thrift store. To the thrift store. This is 1987, you guys. You weren't even born yet. No, I was three. No, you weren't born. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. right. No, right. No. 19, I, I just want. I want all the all the youngsters. To, to grok this and grok it well. <laughs> yeah. In yes. 1987, there was a band, a band called Pianosaurus that played only toy musical instruments and sang a song about a thrift shop. Not only did they see Macklemore coming, but these guys, toy instruments, they saw Wes Anderson coming. They saw right. the whole twee movement coming uh, 15 years before you ever heard of it. They had a, ba- <laughs> right. they had a bass drum, a, a kid's bass drum that had Fraggle Rock on it. These guys were Jeez. so far ahead of their time. You, you can't beat that. You, you just why can't. are you talking? Why do you, I don't know. What do you? Why thirty years old? You? Why do you feel like you can talk all the time? Is this your podcast? No, no, no. Millennial, you are a millennial, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. All millennials are only children. Me, 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 me. Yeah, Your Honor, I'm a millennial and uh, an only child. At least I'm my mother's only child. <laughs> Jesse, do you know about? Do you know about Pianosaurus? Uh, no, but I believe this podcast is about me. Ah, oh yeah, uh, nice. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get in my white New Balances and walk out of this podcast because oh. it's my. Oh no, because it's. Cr- I'm cranky now. Yeah. Alex and Mandy, yeah. hello. Hi. Now, hello. Alex, you bring this case, even though Mandy has the beef, right? You have. Yeah. You're buying stuff at the thrift shop, including sneakers that you like that she thinks uh, are gross. But you're bringing the case because you want attention being paid to you all the time. So why don't you go ahead, since you brought the case, and explain what Mandy's beef is with you, since she apparently can't speak for herself. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, it's more like, okay, so I uh, I don't want to buzz market. Thrift shopping thrift. is sweeping the name. Sorry. It's, just, <laughs> right, yeah. it's in my mind now. So I go to, uh, like, thrift, this chain thrift store. Uh, that's all over the place to get clothes. Let's say you can, buzz, mar- every- you can buzz market the thrift shop that you go to. What is it? Same thing. Paul. Yeah, it's Goodwill. It's Goodwill. It's goodwill. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Good. Well, you know, didn't goodwill. you? Um, you remember? You heard that, right? This is what Pianosaurus. That's what they were laying down. If you got the will, then they've got the goods. Get it? Oh, yeah. I just right. Did. Yeah. I just did get yeah. that. This, this is Clever. this is this is a song. This is a, a band. I want to get them back together. Yeah. This is a band that deserves a close reading. All right, so you go to the Goodwill all the time. Yeah, well, like, you know, monthly right. to get, you know, a few 
items of clothing. And unlike Mandy, I, I, you know, clothes shopping is, is a very tactile, tactile experience for me. And like, I just get clothes that feel good on my body and have a utilitarian right. um, function to them. May and, I just and, quickly, and, pr- may I just yeah. quickly quote Mark Evan Jackson here? Please do. Gross. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to hear about how clothes feel on your body, sir. Can we talk <laughs> about these sneakers and then we'll get to the larger yeah. issues at hand? Sure. sure. Okay. So lately, uh, so I was at one of the Goodwills and I purchased these pair of shoes for my strolling purposes. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, I have shoes for hiking and I have mm-hmm. shoes for, you know, long walks. I take walks before uh, work, but these are just to, you know, throw on and go to the store and, they were really comfortable. Felt good for walking. Mm-hmm. I saw no reason not. To all right, all right. Them. You're, you're making an argument. I just want to know what the what the beef is. So okay, so just, Mandy so, won't so let me wear them. Yep. Mandy won't let you wear them out in public with her at any. Whenever we have friends over, she needs to point and, and acknowledge that we have these pair of shoes in our and you know in in our shoe area and and that they're mine and that I can't wear them. All right. And just, out. and just for reference, everyone can go to the website and look at the pictures of the shoes. I, I won't buzz market. <laughs> I mean, it's just, a, it's a, it's a matter of fact to say that these are white new balance sneakers that, yeah. that from, that look like they're from about 1994. There are pictures, <laughs> there are pictures of them here. And, and yeah. what's the best part of it is that you're wearing, you're wearing them, you're wearing them with, uh, with blue jeans, which really oh, completes man. the picture. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, wow, those are some well faded. Yeah, blue that's jeans right. Some faded blue blued jeans. I think the fairest description of these sneakers would be Jerry Seinfeld sneakers. <laughs> yeah, he was sustained. How old, though. Sustained. What's Perfect. that? Probably, probably still. Old. Probably still today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but when he was probably in his thirties doing that TV show Seinfeld, remember that old timey that old timey radio program that your parents listened to. <laughs> Seinfeld? Yeah. Yeah, that was classic. All right. So I just don't want anyone out there to get the get the false idea that these are what might be described as hip retro sneakers <laughs> uh, or stylish minimalist sneakers. No. These are not New Balance 574s. Uh, these are the 623 model. Oh, wow. Um, if, I'm, if I'm seeing that correctly on the tongue. And uh, oh. yeah, I mean, nothing could ever more better suggest uh, a dad in 1998. Okay. Wow. Wow. You really nailed it on the head. I didn't even have to say anything. 623. Good eagle eye there, Jesse. Well, you do run a menswear blog called Put This On. (laughs) He said possibly contemptuously. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Not at all. Oh, my God. Look at that. But I wasn't trying to like make a, a statement. They're not no, meant to be like. Oh, okay. well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> oh, but if I find in your favor, you would like you would like me to uh, release you from all constraint, so that you can wear this whenever you want, including in public uh, with Mandy. Correct? Yeah, and, right. and she couldn't draw attention to them or 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 whatever. Well, no, they draw they draw attention to themselves. <laughs> but she could not. She could not. She could not uh, uh, nag you about it. Or right. prohibit you from wearing your strollers, right? Your six twenty, yeah. your sweet six twenty threes. All right, I got you, <laughs> yep. Mandy. Why is this unreasonable? First of all, you guys are both in your thirties. Are you married or unmarried? Or yeah, we're, we're married. Yeah, we're oh, married. Sorry. Go ahead. You're ma- oh, it's, yeah. This is, are you also Mandy? 
<laughs> Go ahead. Okay, be quiet. I'm Mandy. All right. And yeah, we're we've only been married for one year, so we're still kind of working out. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And how? And and where do you live? We live in Northampton, Massachusetts. Northampton, Massachusetts. Did you come to the show with me and David Reese? Uh, no. Uh huh. On Friday, <laughs> yeah. On Friday night at the Academy of Music. No. Well, maybe you couldn't get tickets because it was a full house. Thank you, uh, listeners, to Judge John Hodgman. You guys didn't know about this. You didn't. Uh, you didn't come to the show, huh? You didn't see me and Monty Belmonte, guest bail of Monty Belmonte, doing a Q and A after nothing. Hmm, interesting. No, unfortunately, we missed it. Hmm, inter- sorry. What do you do there in Northampton, Massachusetts? Um, I'm a librarian. All right. Then, I'm, then you're off the hook. What do you do, Alex? Thank you. I'm a teacher's aide. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I work with the teachers. You work. Uh, he bangs the erasers. Yeah, he got it. He, he nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, Do you also hand out hall passes? Uh, only when asked. You know, occasionally <laughs> they need whatever you the work, teachers need. Are you are you working in Are you working in the public school there? And what what school level are we talking about? Uh, I work I work mainly with kids between the ages of twelve and eighteen. I work I work at a uh, school for kids with with special needs. Oh, okay, very good. And uh, yeah. do you have a degree of some kind in this field, or is this a um is this no, a I lifetime pr- pursuit for you, or is this something you're just doing right now? I guess that's what I'm asking. Um, it's something I kind of fell into, you know, I'd been doing a lot of private teaching and, and then, um, I had known that the school was around for a little while and, uh, yeah, I've been working there ever since I, I don't have a degree specifically for special, okay. special needs. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you both do very valuable and challenging work. And so I'm going to let you off the hook retroactively for not coming <laughs> to the show. And also it didn't matter cause we had a full house. Nice. Northampton, Massachusetts is the best. It mm-hmm. is. Right. Uh, yeah. are you from, where are you from originally? Um, Mandy we're first. We're from Massachusetts okay. originally. Okay. Why can't your man walk around in whatever he pleases, and especially his sweet uh, space shuttle white six twenty threes? Well, it's first of all, it's just not really necessary. He has other shoes that he finds comfortable and that are not old man shoes. Um, also it's really, I find it really disgusting because other people's feet have sweat in those shoes before he bought them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really gross. Um, and then also we're married and we're together. So how he looks kind of reflects on me a little bit as well. So it's a little bit embarrassing. Do you have, do you have top style, Mandy? You look great all the time. No, No, I don't have top style all the time. All right. Alex, would you dare to criticize Mandy's shoe choice on a on a very popular internet fake justice podcast? <laughs> never. I would never. I I don't have a problem with any of her the choices. I I just don't. I I don't look at her her shoe. Choice Mandy, what sort of what sort of message does Alex send around town about you <laughs> when he's stro- when he's strolling down Pearl Street? <laughs> I in married North- a grandpa man in his thirties. <laughs> oh my! Really? A grand? What's a grandpa man? You know, that's a good. I'll, I'll allow that follow up question from the. <laughs> what is a grandpa man? I don't know. Someone that's 
30, but dresses and looks like they're a grandpa. Looks like I'm a... Okay. Not in like you're, you're young looking in your face. Mandy, does, uh, does Alex dress in other ways like Grandpa Man? <laughs> well, pretty much 100% of his wardrobe does come from Salvation Army. Um, so you saw those jeans in the picture. Those yeah. are a pretty standard jean look for him. The kind of tapered, faded jeans. Um, and the rest of it is kind of old, worn-in, button-down shirts. And how long have you known him? I've known him for five years. And 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 you started dating five years ago, and you got married a year ago. Is that more or less what we're talking about? Yep, that's correct. And did he did he always dress like like a grandpa man when you were dating him? Um, no. When we first started dating, it seemed like he cared a little bit more, uh-huh. and then it slowly tapered off. Uh huh. And so now that now that he's married, he was he was dressing up nice for you for a while, but now that he's married, like all married couples, he's let himself slide. Except usually, usually, usually the guy will wait about mm, 15 years before he gets, gets to the point of wearing, uh, 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 vintage 623s. You wear it, Alex, how many elastic waist pants are you wearing? Oh, geez. You have no idea. It's right now. No, I don't have any elastic, uh, they're all, right. they're all jeans. They're just faded. Right, right, right. But no elastic waist? No, no, mm. not yet. I'd also interject here based on the photographic evidence to suggest that if the jeans are like the jeans in the photograph, they are less tapered, more relaxed. In oh, fact. yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are those are those are uh, bag, baggy leg. Uh, I'm giving up jeans, basically. <laughs> <laughs> up. Right? Absolutely. They're the they're the kind of jeans that we can't see the waist, but one might guess that the waist doesn't fit in one direction. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I do. I. Actually, I can't give this. This is against me. This is my own evidence against me. Never mind. No, I don't say it. There's no podcast Fifth Amendment. I compel you. I compel you to say it. Incriminate yourself. All right. Well, the waist is too large for me because I lost a little bit of weight recently. And rather than actually getting things that fit me, I just wear a belt that cinches it. Oh, God, this is embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Is it a black? Is it a black? Is it a thin black belt with a with a with a silver tip on the end and a cowboy buckle? <laughs> if only to no, complete. Do you wear a black mock turtleneck? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you. I'm just asking you the question. Are you dressing like John Hodgman in 1994? Not on. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I swear. But you did. You did proactively. You did not incriminate yourself because you proactively answered a question that I was going to ask you. Which right. is, have you put on a whole bunch of weight since you got married? No, I've lost weight since I got married. Yeah. Or have you let, which, which, how do you respond yeah. to Mandy's accusation that at least sartorially you are letting yourself go? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't feel like that's right. Um, I feel like the, the clothing that I buy is, is just, it's, I buy it for, for how for how comfortable it is, and I, I don't go for I don't know the difference. It's not like I buy something saying, "Wow, that really fits my my grandpa." You know, <laughs> no, you have you feel. have you have no sense of style. Yeah, absolutely. Would you agree I, that you have no sense yes. of style? A hundred percent. Your yeah, my style is yeah right. You're shopping. You you involve in tactile shopping. All you <laughs> yeah. all you do is rub the clothing against your body and decide is this. <laughs> 
is this soft and yielding enough? And that's why he wears almost exclusively Angora sweaters, <laughs> top and bottom. Exactly. <laughs> may, may I say something, though? Yes, Mandy, you may speak. Thank you. Um, so I just wanted to say that while Alex is fully aware of his uh, bad style, he is incapable of taking criticism or uh, help. So if I try to buy him something or pick out something, he doesn't want to hear what I have to say. Yeah, Alex, how come you're not amenable to having your wife dress you like her doll? <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, it's how do you pretty resp- bad of me. How do you respond to that accusation? I don't know. Well, all I mean, right, let's really... get specific, because that is the soul of narrative. <laughs> Mandy, yes. what did you buy? Uh, what, excuse me. Mandy, what did you buy for him that he refuses to put on? Um, I've bought him a couple some nice cool, Some down. cool Armani suits. Some cool... <laughs> Big shoulder pad Armani suits to yes. fancy up his 1990s style. <laughs> yeah, get him, get him looking real Richard Gere. You know, I guess that would be 80s, right? Ooh, yeah, maybe some bowl. Do you get him some sweet bolo ties? <laughs> no, nothing of the sort. Mm-hmm. What'd you get him? Um, I just I try to keep what he wants in mind. So I got him this really soft um, flannel shirt. Uh, this I thought was really nice, and I thought he would like it because it was soft and it would feel good. Um, but I think he's worn it once. Alex, probably. do you do you have a neurological problem that causes you? Like, are you a super feeler? <laughs> what, do, you, do you need super. everything to be super soft, or else you scream with pain? Like, have you ever put on something fitted or sort of yeah. something nice? Do you is that painful to you? She buys me clothes that are I, – I feel like she buys me clothes that are too big. But but this goes back to like when I was a, a, a younger – I was a hefty child. And so I always used to wear clothes that were mm-hmm. small. Everything was too small, yeah. John. No, yeah. no, you were too big. Yeah, and that <laughs> was too big. And your clothes reminded you of your shame. Believe me, I don't say this – I say yeah. this with a great deal of empathy. I know what you're feeling, yeah. you know. I, I too, uh, have, uh, have been – at various stages of hefty throughout my life and very difficult to fit and uh, clothes that do not fit well remind you or make you feel like a, a disgusting, uh, loathsome human specimen that Mandy would never love. And I feel, you. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel sometimes trapped, trapped in the clothes that I, that I wear. I feel, and I always felt better when my pants were loose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I like baggy pants, but also like yeah. she'll buy me things that just simply I feel like don't fit. Like they're t- too large now. Um and and she'll go ahead and 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 you know, they'll say, "Oh, it looks, you know, it looks great, but like I also have like a weird a weird shaped body." All right. Let's uh, dial in on this yeah. weight loss. How much weight did you lose and how? Probably like I'd say since that we got married, probably about 15 or 20 pounds. That's great. And was this on yeah. pur- was this on purpose or did you have a tumor removed or what? <laughs> um, I, I think I just like ever, you know, when you get stressed out because of a wedding or for whatever reason, I, I maybe gained weight because of that. And, and, and over the time I just started walking more and, you know, just so you, you, know, were gain- healthier. You, you gained weight in advance of your wedding, which, yeah. which is what we call the reverse bride. <laughs> Mandy, do you agree yes. that Alex is a, has a difficult body type to fit? Um, no, I mean, he doesn't fit into the, like hipster skinny clothes he has pretty big arms and broad shoulders but it's not like really weird it's not unusual i have big arms and how else would you would you say that your 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 big obese python like arms 
yeah. is the is the primary thing that makes it difficult to find clothes that fit you, such that you choose softness yeah. and and billowy, baggy, beanbag style clothes, or <laughs> do you have uh, do you have other like are are you is one arm longer than the other? Do you have you know sort of like a, a, a you know other like how else would you describe your disgusting body? Okay. Okay. No, I, the way I see it is I have like a bigger neck and I have big arms. And as a result of that, if I wear something that fits my arms and my neck correctly, it's going to be way too long for my waist. And then I'll have to like shove it into my pants, like trying to put, you know, like a parachute back into a bag. Mm -hmm. And so instead I need to, no, no, I like this is is what I want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just laying it up straight you've got a big you got a big neck and big arms and so yeah you wear, like you wear big shirts and big jackets that are too big for your tiny little waist and body actually i wish i could totally agree with you but it's actually kind of the opposite usually i tend to buy things that are too small because I, I like the comfort feel of it well, i don't want to hear about how much you like the yeah. comfort feel of things touching your skin <laughs> this has been established <laughs> on the podcast Sorry. already you don't have yeah, to keep yeah. saying it but i, I thought you said that program. you buy things that are too big for you the pants. The pants are too big. Pants are too, are too big. Small. Shirts are too small. All right. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pants are too big. Yeah. Shirts are too small. We're talking MC Hammer. So I guess this is what I'm trying to get at. Why aren't we talking about the shoes? Mandy, are you really upset about the shoes or are you upset about Alex's whole look and approach to style? Well, I think the shoes are just kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. It was uh-huh. just... Way too over the line. Right. So they're, the shoes... They're the, bo- they're, I can deal, they're the bottom of the iceberg. They they definitely right. are. Um, and they kind of speak to the larger issue. But, uh, yeah, the shoes I just couldn't tolerate. Uh, how would you like uh, Alex to dress? Do you have brands in mind? I'll allow you to say them, if you have them. Uh, no, I don't have brands in mind. I think just... Maybe peppering in some new clothes into his wardrobe so he doesn't always look like he's wearing secondhand clothes you know, every day. You know that he's a teacher's aide in a in a school for uh uh <laughs> is it mentally ill kids? <laughs> it's kids with emotion emotional and behavioral disorders. Emotional and behavioral disorders. So how how many thousands of dollars do you have a month to spend on clothes then, Alex? How many extra <laughs> how many extra dollars do you have? We don't I mean we keep a pretty tight budget um i let i let mandy on get whatever new clothes that she wants because it's not so much the budget part it's more that just i've never been into the i I, i've always found style to be just you know ridiculous the idea of it why why yeah i feel like you know um clothing style is is so subjective for every person that it doesn't make sense that i have to you know change the way that i look in order to like hopefully get a you know, for other people to, you know, like look at me and look at the clothing that I'm wearing and, 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 and say, Oh, this person is, is that way. Or, Oh, this person holds these views. Yeah. But but Alex, Alex, Mandy accused you of baiting her into marriage with you by briefly (laughs) dressing well. And now that you're married, you don't, you don't, you don't give a feces anymore. And you're just going (laughs) to walk on over to the Goodwill and dress up like a granddad. Okay. (laughs) How do you respond to that accusation? Um, I, I will let, did you dress uh, up nicely in order to court and woo Mandy? And now you don't care anymore. Yes. 
Is that yes, true? That's true. That's true. That's, that, that's true. How did you Thank dress? You. What 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 constituted dressing more nicely when you were courting your bride? I don't know. I think I just probably. I think I was more vain then too. I was like twenty five, so I was like just yeah. I was more like I cared more. Like now, I just don't really, I don't, I don't really care about other people's yeah. opinions of me. Yeah, yeah. You're t- you're ten years too early. You're only thirty. Oh, you wait till you're <laughs> forty to give up. Yeah, right. Yeah, Can right. I ask you a sincere question: Do you yeah. not care about other people's opinions of you, or do you not care about other people? Oh, wow. No, I'm very empathic. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I work, I work at a school for kids with, you know. Emotional behavioral disorders. I don't do it for the paycheck. I'm very empathic towards others. No, you just do it. You just do it to say it on podcasts over and over. Yeah, again. exactly. So, so I that we'll say, "Oh, what a hero!" No, I do. Right? I, yeah. I think you are a hero. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I started like yesterday just so I could say it today, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah. I can't let. I can't let uh, John Hodgman know. I can't let Judge John Hodgman know that my real job is. I don't know what's the most loathsome job, Jesse. Podcaster. <laughs> yeah, I can't, let him, I can't let him know that I'm just a graphic designer. I got to go out and do something that's going to cover up. But if you were a graphic yeah. designer, then you would have an, a sense for the aesthetic. But it sounds like, it sounds like you yeah. don't. You don't care much for the aesthetic. No, I, I simply don't. Okay. That's true. I don't. Yeah, uh, Mandy, how would you have described the style that Alex was rocking before he let himself go to Jerry Seinfeldian seed? <laughs> Um, I guess a similar theme, but just it looked like he cared more. So the clothes looked a little bit newer, but nothing really fancy or brand name. Um, he would often wear like a, a I don't know, a blazer, a blazer yeah. when we'd go out on dates. And he had like dress shoes that weren't sneakers. Do you um, not have dress things. shoes now, Alex? Uh, see, I, I have to object. I absolutely wear dress shoes when we go like when we go like somewhere formal. I do have dress shoes, and and to be totally honest, I just let Mandy dress me. Like in the few shirts that I do have, that she does, that she does appreciate. Like we have a few shirts that are choice that somehow I lucked out when I went shopping, and they happen to fit both my tactile needs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and her and her. <laughs> Yeah, and, that is super creepy, man. Yeah, it really is. Isn't it? I'm it sounds really sorry. like your shirts are ribbed or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God. laughs> oh, geez. Um, my sister told me not to be creepy on this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, and so yeah, and so I lucked out, and they looked good. Mandy thought they looked good too. So we have those. The problem is they've like been worn too often, and probably don't look good anymore now. So, yeah. Andy, would you agree that it's entirely possible to dress well in secondhand clothing? That seems like oh. that seems like a line that's getting blurred and I wonder if that's your intent. Uh no, I don't have a problem with the secondhand clothing per se. Um it's just that he happens to pick the ones that look really worn. Um is it more comfortable? Yeah, because more comfortable. He likes he likes I, stuff to be broken in. He likes it to uh, yes. he, he likes his his shirts to have been softened by the skin of another man. He likes his <laughs> 623s to to have have been have been uh, buttered with the sw- the foot sweat of a right. famous comedian, of course. <laughs> you know, he wants it he wants it pre pre-loved. And I yeah. agree and with you, it's disgusting. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be right, and I feel like um you could wash clothes and be reasonably sure they're clean, but I don't 
I can't be reasonably sure that the sneakers are clean. Let me turn to an expert for a moment, and that expert is bailiff Jesse Thorne, who does, of course, host a a, a menswear uh, blog and video cast called Put This On. And Jesse, one of the things that I love is when you will post uh, links to some of the, the, the finds uh, that you've discovered on eBay and other websites of vintage and old, uh, you know, previously owned shoes, slacks, jackets, suits, ties, whatever it is. Uh, I, I find it be fascinating how much beautiful old stuff is out there that I would be very happy to wear today. So the question that I would ask Jesse is, obviously, you're not against wearing old shoes, right? You don't mind no, wearing. I, I think that I think there are certainly there are exceptions as with anything, but in principle, no, not at all. Shoes of a dead man that doesn't bother you. Doesn't bother me at all. What do you think about Mandy's disgust at the fact that these uh, athletic shoes were probably sweated in by someone who may no longer be alive? Well, I'll say this: Mandy isn't the only person to feel that way. Um, I I sometimes hear from put this on readers who are specifically bothered by shoes because shoes are more difficult to effectively disinfect or whatever. Um, and so uh, she's not alone. However, you know it's an ir- I I would I I would say that it's an irrational thing, not a rational thing. So it's mm-hmm. not something that bothers me personally. I'm not going to tell people not to be bothered by things that they're bothered by, but um, it's not about – I don't think you're going to get any horrible foot diseases uh, from someone's shoes, especially maybe if you – you know, you can always spray a little bit of that uh, bowling, bowling spray alley spray. If you're and, yeah. and I do, actually. I have that. I do spray them. You have yeah, bowling I mean, alley spray? I do, uh, well, not specifically <laughs> bowling alley spray, but yeah, the disinfectant that they sell at like a convenience store. The truth is it's not any dirtier in there after, you know, they've been sitting on the uh, shelves of the thrift store for a couple of months than it is, you know, if you're walking around barefoot in your own house or whatever. Yeah, but have you looked, Jesse, though, I have to say, I mean, I'm not against science, but have you looked at these, uh, at a picture of these 623s? (laughs) I mean, they're just a a big white leathery sponge. I mean, they're practically, I mean, these, these, you know, I can understand that they're incredibly comfortable and I certainly wouldn't uh, disavow using them for cross training purposes, which I think is what they're sold for, or especially for using in a therapeutic environment or in a hospital. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like for doing aqua aerobics? Well, for example. But it does look yeah. like you're wearing two big white leather meatballs on the end of your legs. Well, they're spectacularly <laughs> ugly shoes. There's no yeah. doubt about yeah. that. They're yeah. shoes that I would be hesitant to wear even in uh even in a like a purpose focused environment like even if those were you know cycling shoes and i was a competitive cyclist <laughs> right. i would look at them and say to the to the equipment person for my team oh, could we get something a little less jerry seinfeldy and you can i mean and that's really okay. what, a lot of what this hinges on here specifically is that these are these are uh not merely previously owned shoes but they and nor are they merely ugly in the eye of the beholder they are signifiers of a particular era a very strong signifier you know, faded jeans with these kinds of shoes and skinny little Western belts and bolo ties. You know, that really, you're really sending, whether you know it or not, you're sending an aesthetic message uh, that is not right. merely like, I like to have the softest things touch my body. You're sending a different message, a specific Wait, one. 
And uh, I also I, don't okay. think that th- that it is a message that, uh, uh, from what I hear, has been chosen. Like, it's not as though yeah. he's Alexa Chung and he's choosing to pioneer normcore, you know, rejecting, <laughs> it, basically embracing aesthetics by rejecting aesthetics. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, right. I, that's a very difficult and specific thing to pull off. I is think, yeah. I, I would also add that I, I think there are, no, he you know, he just goes in. He just goes clothes. into the goodwill and has them pile up the softest clothes and shoes that they have, and <laughs> well, then he, he jumps into, into them the like. A, all right, <laughs> goes into the goodwill, takes off all his clothes, yeah. and goes swimming and see what feels best. I just go in between the aisles, like just putting my hands out and waiting for the thing that touches my hand to have the right feel. I would say that there are worn clothes that. That in some ways patinate, which is to say that they, you know, they gain something through wear. Then there are worn clothes that get worn out. Um, And if you're not making a distinction there, I can very much understand the concern here, which is that you look like you're just wearing worn out clothes (laughs) rather than wearing clothes clothes that gain something through wear. That's exactly it. Wait, I have a question. So – after this, we're going to the gym, and I was going to wear those on the elliptical machine <laughs> with Mandy ellipticaling next to me. Would that be an inappropriate use for these shoes? You know, <laughs> ellipticaling. You know, I I think um, I'm trying to think of how to put this for you, Ace. <laughs> I, I think it would be fine. Um, I I have a certain I have a certain respect in my heart for. Uh, for people who don't wear special gym clothes and instead just wear the clothes that they're mo- that they own already that are mo- they're most comfortable destroying for sort of you know for environmental reasons and um, you know so on and so forth you know the the reverse of conspicuous consumption and so on. Um, now, if you're asking me, would I wear those shoes in public in any context? The answer is no. I have a pair of shoes that I bought. I, I have a pair of New Balances that I bought at the thrift store that I wear when I'm walking my dogs, but they're not those ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is in no way. I mean, I, I don't think either Jesse nor I wish to uh, uh, tar and feather a particular brand. I mean, New Balance is a, since since we brought it up as a matter of fact, it is a it is a company that is known for the comfort over the style of its particular footwear. Um, but really, we're just talking about your choice of these shoes. Mandy, if I were to find in your favor, um, what, would you, what would you have Alex do to um, replace I these think, shoes? I think that he should re-donate them to the Goodwill, and there might be some older gentlemen that might want them and benefit from them. And he has a pair of athletic shoes that... I think are a good replacement for them that he can continue to wear. How much did you pay for the shoes, Alex? Um, $5. How often do you go to the gym? <laughs> I mean, it's more than just gym shoes though. They st- they're my strolling shoes. So yeah, no, no, no I, I, I understand. Okay. I know that you, yeah. I know that you, you stroll easy peasy through life. Yeah. <laughs> naked through the goodwill feeling the clothes. <laughs> Enjoy, just enjoying the feel of the clothes against your skin. Right. Right. Do you have other, what, like when you say these are your strolling shoes, you have a pair of, you have a pair of dress shoes? 
I have a pair of yeah, I have a pair of dress shoes. I have, I have a very good pair of hiking shoes and a very good pair of of running shoes. These are just like my crappy strolling shoes. And and just tell me when you say strolling, what are you talking about? Are you going like you know, like going you know, like to the gym, not to go for a run, but like being on the elliptical where pretty much you're not moving your feet or you know throwing them on because I don't even have to untie them to just put them on and then walk <laughs> to the to the store. I'm not like sure that would be safe to wear on the elliptical anyway. <laughs> oh, play, I think you're going to stay fly, on. I think you're going to fly. I think your shoes, you're going to your shoes are going to fall off, and you're going to go flying off that elliptical. Oh yeah, it's true. I never thought about it that way. All right, I think I've yeah. heard everything I need to make my decision. I am going to stroll <laughs> into, into this into this big pile of raw cashmere that I have in my chambers. <laughs> Just luxuriate around in it for a while, and uh, I will allow that to guide my decision. <laughs> Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Alex, have you ever thought about kind of a cashmere goat aesthetic? I mean, I've never like particularly looked into it. I've never been able to feel it, but or what about this? You know how you can get like silk long underwear? Have you yeah. ever thought about getting silk long underwear and then just wearing that underneath everything? I mean, you could literally wear a sandpaper suit if you wanted if you had Ooh. silk long underwear on underneath. Is that expensive? It's not that expensive. I mean, you only have to get one set. There you go. Oh, wait. And just like wear them all day and night, like in the Western times, like they used to have that like full, full get up. Yeah, exactly. Until they disintegrated like a World War II, like a Civil War soldier. (laughs) Well, you you never know. Maybe that's what I'm looking for secretly. Mandy, are you actually embarrassed to be seen with your husband in public? (laughs) Uh, Not generally, no. But uh, I do feel the need to point out certain, like the shoes. to excuse them when I'm wearing public. Alex, have you ever thought of developing a simple uniform, uh, you know, like uh, as as Louis C.K. or Steve Jobs did when they decided they didn't want to think about dressing themselves? Oh, you mean like how Louis always has like the, the jeans and the black T-shirt and like, you know, Steve Jobs always has that. Steve Jobs look I don't know um yeah I actually just have the same thing that I wear I, I have like a series of really uh, athletic polo shirts you know they're made of that athletic material and I just wear that in a pair of jeans oh god I said I said that didn't I athletic material you know what I mean I know what you're talking about polyester that's it oh god you're wearing like you're wearing like wicking golf shirts yeah I am yeah every day to work I don't think I don't think it makes the kids any, you know, you know, doesn't help them, not help them. <laughs> Alex, how do you fear, feel about your chances in the case? You know, I honestly can't say. I thought, you know, I thought Judge Hodgman would would take pity on on me trying to be a thrifty and and just wearing what I wanted, but now I'm starting to 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 waver. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's going to come out with. Mandy, why why don't you just let this man that you love flout societal conventions <laughs> uh i feel like <laughs> give the world a wet willy <laughs> yes, I like in that. sneaker form <laughs> uh i feel like i give him uh i'm pretty forgiving to what he wears uh so i think it's not too much to ask to ask that the shoes be gone it's the one thing i'm asking i'm very forgiving with the rest um and you know whether we like it or not, what we wear says something about us. How do you feel about your chances? 
I think I have a really good chance of winning this. They seem to be universally bad sneakers. Yeah, they don't like them. <laughs> well, we'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about the situation when we come back in just a moment. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Before I render my verdict, I'd just like to say a few words about New Balance sneakers. <laughs> it's not often that we mention a specific brand name here on this podcast, and uh, that is in part because I don't want to give advertising 
to people who refuse to pay me for it, <clears throat> Moxie, nor do I want to unnecessarily malign a company because it is uh, it produces one unstylish shoe that may in fact be just right for someone out there who has uh, terrible foot problems and needs uh, a three-point arch support in order to get along. <laughs> New Balance also is a company that is founded in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, just like Northampton, Massachusetts was also founded in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It is uh, my home Commonwealth, and so I do want to just say these words. According to Wikipedia, New Balance was founded in 1906 by William J. Riley, a British immigrant, as the New Balance Arch Support Company. And I want to uh, uh, just quote directly from here. It is believed that Riley came up with the name New Balance by observing chickens in his yard and demonstrated (laughs) the way his arch supports worked by keeping a chicken foot on his office desk. He explained to customers that the chicken's three-clawed foot resulted in perfect balance. In 1927, Riley hired Arthur Hall to be a salesman because Riley himself was the worst salesman of all time with his chicken foot scheme. I added a little to the end there. End quote. Uh, Alex, do you have chicken feet? Do you have, do you have the foot of a chicken? I, I don't. All right. Uh, I'm sure these 623s work great for a lot of people, and that's why they buy them, and that's why they buy them new. And then they don't work very well for some people after a while, and that's why they get rid of them and put them in the Goodwill. And Goodwill puts them out going, no one will ever buy this. And then here comes Alex to surprise everyone. <laughs> I am not going to order you to get rid of these sneakers. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I mean, the, the, real, the reality is that you need them in your house. The reality is that they're perfectly good sneakers that you, that you spent $5 on and would be perfectly appropriate for you to wear at work or in a non-social situation where style does not matter at all and comfort reigns supreme. Now, I would actually ask you next time you put on these sweet 623s to really evaluate how comfortable they are because you have a pair of decent running shoes, correct? Yes. And you know the difference between a pair of relatively new decent shoes for that are used for a specific purpose, particularly an athletic purpose versus some that are all beat up and worn out and sweated in by some other dude. Right. Absolutely. Did you not, did you not yourself say that, uh, that these shoes, uh, you don't even need to untie them anymore because they no longer are, are fitting properly. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to, you know, that said, if you, if you find these to be tactilely comfortable to your own weird skin, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you want to wear them in a non-social occasion where your wife will not see them, I cannot stop you from doing that. But rather, I think more important is that you keep your shoes around as a reminder of how thrift shopping can go right and thrift shopping can go wrong. <laughs> I think Jesse Thorne has pointed out that there is a true art and uh, style and uh, a wonderment to finding beautiful and interesting pieces of clothing uh, that have been previously owned. And there is something great, uh, not just from a bargain point of view, but I think from a, um, from a, uh, uh, a soul point of view of rescuing something that would otherwise be garbage and realizing this looks really good on me. In fact, up in Brattleboro, Vermont, I found a 1920s era heavy wool tuxedo jacket that is the most gorgeous thing that I've ever owned. I got it for 20 bucks. I had it altered, or actually I need to have it altered to make it fit a little bit better. But it is wonderful to rescue something, an, an orphaned piece of clothing that deserves continued life. 
and and to wear those things. It is also especially uh, exciting to if you are somebody with a, a big thick neck and weird uh, fat sausage like arms. <laughs> Like you have, or or to, or to have a, a a weird bulgy midsection but small waist, like I have, to find clothing that fits in a very specific and particular way. And lots of times, uh, thrift shopping is the place where you find a piece of clothing that's been altered or tailored by someone who also shared your horrible deformities, and now you get to wear them and they feel good. But let us just say that it is clear that these shoes are no good, right? These are no good shoes. Not only... Are they? Do they speak of a specific style? And I would caution Mandy to stop with the ageism and talking about old man shoes and grandpa shoes and everything else. Grandpas need to wear shoes too, you know. But rather they speak to a very specific era and style, which I think is appropriate to say, you know, mid-run Seinfeld era Jerry Seinfeldian. Or, for that matter, uh, you know, uh, well until the 2000s, uh, the style of Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs also wore New Balance shoes with faded jeans. I mean, I know because I I had to pretend to be him in one of those ads. And they're like, yep, this is what he wears. And And I put on the New Balance sneakers that wardrobe provided me. And I truly felt like I was... I was walking on a million pillows. Nice. And it was not nice. <laughs> it is a very... It, it announces a very specific style, that, that big white space shuttle shoe and those and faded <laughs> jeans. And, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I urge you, and, and nay, I order you to develop a sense of style because what you do not want in your life... There are two things that I caution you both as you go into year two of your marriage one mandy don't dress your husband he's not a child okay. he may just he, he he does not have a developed sense of aesthetics and he could certainly use some uh gentle uh, uh suggestions and uh and guidance i'm not saying that you can't ever say that his shoes look dumb you can that's the price <laughs> that he has to pay for wearing dumb shoes do you know what i mean uh, Thank you. But, but you know, it, 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 the the job should be not merely as a husband, but as an individual person, sir, to develop a, your own sense of style and to do so with some thoughtfulness to how you appear next to your lovely wife. And yeah, I would also yeah. say that, uh, you know, uh, the, the other thing that you should think about going into your second year of marriage, sir, as husband, don't obviously let yourself go. You know what I mean? Like you got to take care in this relationship. And just because now you're married doesn't mean you can put on the ugliest pair of jeans you can find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, and I think for someone who has, uh, who, who, who is difficult to fit, uh, you have a job to do, which is to find those clothes and it may be thrift clothes or it may be new clothes. Dare I say, a brand or a line that fits well and to mm. find that find those pants and find those shirts that fit you well there is more to life than just feeling soft soft materials against your skin there is also uh, an aesthetic principle of finding clothes that fit you well and look good on you because you will feel better when you are wearing clothes that look good on you it's just that's the way it goes Right. And, uh, you know, I will say without, without buzz marketing, I'm a guy who 
always, 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 always had difficulty finding pants that fit me properly, that fit good, right? Because I got this big old bulgy old man waist that I've always had. <laughs> and uh, But I've got beautifully proportioned legs and the most gorgeous calves anyone has ever seen. <laughs> Not True. this is this was uh, th- this this difficulty in finding pants informed the one the one fragment of a rap song I ever tried to write. It was during the same era, 1987, as Pianosaurus wrote that thrift shopping song. And it's the other thing that if I close my eyes for any period of time, it will come back to me because it is so etched into my memory. I wear white gloves like Bullwinkle Moose. I feel better when my pants are loose. That was the all. That was my rap. That was my one rap that I ever wrote. That was that was beautiful. I know it's a good. It was a, it was a good beginning, and I never chose to end it. Did you yeah. wear white gloves, or was no. that just a thing no, that to was make just, the rhyme work? That was just no. That was like uh, that was my funny like like Sam the butcher bringing Alice the meat. That was my little cultural reference. Do you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I think you need to get piano source back together and finish that song. No, no, I'll finish it eventually. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on my rap. <laughs> Okay. It was a, it was a, it, but it was a, it was a, a, a knowing cultural reference followed by uh, a, a, a observation that was profoundly, personally sincere and revealing. It was a sarcasm and vulnerability, the classic Hodgman combo. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. Only in the past 18 months have I found a brand of pants. That fits me really well, and I am so so happy for the sake of my of my self esteem that these pants are not Dockers. <laughs> yeah. It so happens that these pants are not old man pants. I'll risk being ageist myself, but young person pants, and for some reason, they're they're just uh, they fit me just right, and that's now the only thing I will wear. And yeah. you owe it to yourself, sir, to find that brand or that cut. Whether right. it is doing deep research in that goodwill and spending some extra time to find a thing that fits properly, mm-hmm. or or going out and getting some tailored clothes, or going out and finding a brand of new stuff that fits good and looks good, you may do so in consultation with your uh, wife, uh, but ultimately yeah. you have to express yourself. And expressing yourself by wearing um, pre-owned clothes from the thrift shop is great, but you still got to look good. These shoes, never mind the style of the shoes, you, people can see on the blog, they're all scuffed up. They look terrible. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Develop, deve- look, look through, look through magazines, look at Jesse's blog, see what makes you feel good. See what makes what you like, and then keep these big old puffy meatball shoes around <laughs> as a reminder for how you should never do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Never wear them, forget. wear them to the gym, wear them to the gym and wear them on the elliptical. These yeah. these these are shoes that deserve an elliptical machine, the dumbest machine. <laughs> <laughs> Wear these shoes on that elliptical and look at yourself hard in the mirror and say, am I ever going to wear these shoes again? Am I ever going to be right. on the elliptical machine again? The answer in both cases should be no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll save my rant against the elliptical machines for another time, but in the meantime... Those are my orders, but I still find in the favor of Alex. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Alex, you've yeah. won the case. 
<laughs> but have I? I, I almost think you've lost it, life. <laughs> it's just a pair of sneakers. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling good. I I I have to say that his last his last uh, talk about finding a pair of jeans or something a style of um, a brand that that fits me well is something I've never actually even considered. Like to just look at the brand that that fits me the best and then to kind of just stick stick with that and get a few things that that felt well that that makes sense my wife is nodding her head at me so yeah that must that i've never even thought of that mandy based on your head nodding it sounds like you might be happy with this decision i'm very happy with the decision i think that john hodgman has instilled a little bit of wisdom upon my husband and um, even though the shoes have to stay in the house I'm glad that they are no longer going to be the focus of the wardrobe. Do you think, Mandy, that at this point you'll be able to allow them to stay in the house without pointing them out to people who come visit as a preemptory measure? (laughs) I think it will be very hard for me. I mean, they're the Judge John Hodgman sneakers now. I mean, they they have to go in a a small little plaque. Judge John Hodgman poking his head out of the chambers again, just to say, uh, Uh, Do you guys live in a a freestanding house or an apartment? We live in an apartment. Do you have a fireplace or anything? You have a mantelpiece? (laughs) Oh, we really want a fireplace. But we do have like a kind of mantel shrine-like area, which these will be placed on in the highest order. Judge Hodgman, do you think these shoes will even burn or do you think they'll melt? Oh, you want to put them on the mantelpiece. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mantelpiece. Got yeah. Hide them in yeah. plain sight. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, I don't it's, think I don't think they would melt either. I think that I don't I don't think you could destroy them. That's part of the reason why I don't want them to get rid of them because they're not they they're not destroyable. Well, Mandy Alex, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Judge Hodgman. I wear white gloves like Bullwinkle Moose, man. I feel better when my pants are loose, man. So you've added man to the end of those lines? I'm still working on it. It's been, it's been what year is it? 2014? It's 2014, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll get it done before 30 years are up. Okay. I mean, that seems reasonable. I have to say, the whole time, like, that entire case, I had 
the Tribe Called Quest song bugging out going through my head. Uh-huh. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You don't you want to diss the Fifer, but you still don't know the half. I sport new balance sneakers to avoid the narrow path. That's right. Mess around with this, you catch a size eight up your you know. Keister. Yeah. Family show. Family yeah, show. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? I don't know what. Max FunCon tickets on sale now. Bonk. Online at maxfuncon.com. You can see me and John and uh, lots of other amazing people in a beautiful resort in the mountains of Southern California, June 12th through June 14th. Uh, May I use a word that I don't use very often, Jesse? Yeah, sure. About this location? Mm Mm-hmm. Bucolic. It is bucolic. It's incredibly bucolic. The only thing that would make it more bucolic would be just a few goats walking around. Oh, I'm bringing goats. Oh, great. You You think I'm not bringing goats to Max FunCon this year? Oh, great. Usually, you always teach that goat class, but you usually just make everyone in the class draw a picture of a goat and treat it like it was a real goat. Yeah, well, then, then there was that year we did all the paper mache goats. Oh, yeah, and- I remember that. That was that actually was really fun. That gave it a certain kind of Saints Day Festival feeling that it had a yeah. little bit of zip. Yeah, but this year, real goats. Fantastic. Should I still bring my goat mask? Uh, Yeah, absolutely, because... Well, I'm because of the satanic worship, but maybe that's not something you want to mention. Maybe okay. you want to say that as a surprise. Yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of, I mean, it's sort of a secret. Uh, the cat's <laughs> out of the bag now, I guess. Or uh, the goat is. <laughs> anyway, go to maxfuncon.com if you want tickets to that. Our episode this week, the title suggested by David Hobson. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. If you want to name an episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. John is at Hodgman. I am at Jesse Thorne. Uh, and we are on Facebook at, uh, I believe it's facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman, if I remember correctly. Um, you can also talk about this episode in our forum at forum.maximumfun.org. Uh, in the Facebook, uh, including in the Maximum Fun Facebook group, which is ma- uh, facebook.com slash maximumfun.org, uh, and on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. Or you can say something about it on Twitter, just hashtag it JJHo. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to maximumfun.org slash JJHO, maximumfun.org slash JJHO, and share it with us there. Whew. Big or That's small, all- Judge Hodgman reads them all. That's a lot of links and stuff. We ought to release a pamphlet. You know what? You, you know what? want a we pamphlet to... about Judge John Hodgman? Send $10 in a self-addressed stamped envelope to 123 Podcast Street. $10 or a copy of your zine to <laughs> Post Office Box 200, Alston Station, Alston, Massachusetts. That's not a real address. Don't send anything there. And I will, in, I will wear my New Balance sneakers and my bolo tie dressed up like David Byrne in True Stories, and I'll read your zine, and I'll trade you a zine of mine. And we'll all live again like it's the golden years of 1994. You know, my friend Roman Mars, who's the host of the wonderful podcast 99% Invisible. Yes, sir. Um, and, and also the uh, the boss of the uh, wonderful podcast network, Radiotopia. Yes, sir. Um, he started his radio career on KALW in San Francisco, California, my home public radio station. They, they carry... Uh, bullseye even now mm-hmm. yes even now um and i used to listen i used to listen to that station for two reasons one they gave out the free school lunch and as a person who qualified for free school lunch this was a very important consideration in planning my day 
And number two, Roman had a show on there called Invisible Ink, uh, which was uh, presented as a zine for the airwaves. <laughs> and I don't think anything could have dated it to the mid-90s more precisely than <laughs> presenting, presenting a radio show as a zine for the airwaves. When I used to go shopping for zines in Alston, Massachusetts, at the Primal Plunge, the bookstore run by Mick McGinnis, the older guy who would uh, sell me zines, and he would say to me, no, I'm never going to get one of those compact disc players. That's just the rich man's 8-track. <laughs> And for many, many years, he could not be more profoundly wrong. And then now it turns out he's profoundly right. <laughs> he was right all along. You can email us at hodgman at maximumfun.org. Our special thanks to Julian Burrell on the boards this week. And, of course, the great Julia Smith, our producer, and Mark McConville, our editor. We'll talk to you next time on Judge John Hodgman. Court is adjourned. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.